If the clowns are involved, it's cool. I'm Milk. And I'm Aurora. And you're listening to Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. And we're in our very special Nymphiversary month. Yay! Yay! And we are doing a nice little giveaway. And Aurora, you brought us something today, right? I did. Um, it's actually part of our giveaway, guys. <gasps> yeah. So we're going to be giving away all the previous stickers and postcard prints from past Patreon months. And then you will be getting the physical manga that we're going to be reading today. But you'll be getting your own copy that is still sealed up. And this is from Faku, our wonderful friends of Faku who support us by giving us free stuff. And that's super awesome. Mm-hmm. And the way to enter for our giveaway is um, there's a link in the show notes. And for those of you who are like, oh, guys, like, I love listening to your show, but like, I'm still not like out of the closet about Nymphomercial. Not horny on main. Yeah, there is a discreet way to do that. And we totally respect you. Do it that way if you want. We're into it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, though, remember, you did this to yourself. But guess what, you guys? What? Mm -hmm. This is going to be a day. Where I didn't bring something bananas. What? Um, this is um, pretty tame. It's banana pudding adjacent. <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Put a foot in it. But only slightly. Only slightly. So this this manga, it's called uh, Melting Lover. It's by Bakuru Yamada. Again, we got this from Faku. Faku sent it to us. Um, and they're super awesome and we love them for that. I picked this... Because it's called Melting Lover, and I'm just going to describe the cover for you for a second. I love this cover. It is freaking awesome. And I saw it and I was like, I need this. It is like nice and colorful. It's got two um, gentlemen on the front. One is above the other and he's looking down and there's just fucking slime dripping off of him onto this other guy. And it's like getting in his eye and like, and it's not semen, it's slime. (laughs) It's uh, very reminiscent of that scene in Neon Genesis Evangelion. (laughs) The eyeball looking down and just crying slime. Yep. It's very, very slimy, very wet. I mean, there's common Um, Evangelion too, so, you know. I'm sorry, what? There's common Evangelion (laughs) in End of Ava. I'm so fucked up. I... (laughs) What? You don't remember that? Did you, like, black out? I didn't see the movies yet. Okay, never mind no. then. I won't spoil I'm it. I'm bad at anime. I only read anime for work. Now you have something to look forward to. Yeah, now you have a, a treat to look forward to. That's um, Oh, good. More any, anime come. Any, I don't get enough of that. Anytime I have come on my hand, I just look at it and it's like, I'm so fucked up. So. <laughs> but yeah, so Melting Lover. And then also this cover, this is just the dust jacket. Um, and even the cover underneath <gasps> is is kind of nice and artsy. Um, I'll just take it off so you guys can see it. That's purdy. I'm going to take it off anyway because it's kind of noisy. Aurora, that's not for dust. <laughs> the cum jacket. <laughs> well, cum the cum jacket. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's really yeah, this cute. Is lovely. Mm-hmm. There's no indication mm-hmm. of what this is about, but it's like, was that constellations and stars? It's just like splatter. Oh, I guess okay. you could 
say that it's constellation and stars, but it's just like paint. Is it tiny sperms? Stars are just the cum of the sky. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really, they give birth to planets. Space is pretty horny. (laughs) Space is pretty horny. Space is so horny. But yeah, so that is the outside. Now that we've gotten into full detail of that, um, I just wanted to go over that because that's basically the reason why I chose this. I didn't really read. I mean, I skimmed it to make sure there wasn't any content um, that we don't allow on the show. Um, And I didn't see any. And then I was like, well, the cover's pretty. So I'm going to choose this. And I'm so glad I did because it's so interesting. So our title page here is a full cover title page. And it's got one of our guys sitting and the other one is resting in his lap. And he's just like dripping slimy. And again, not come slime. Okay. It's a and lot it's of so slime. Casual. Like dude sitting up is just casually on his computer. Like this is just so normal. Mm-hmm. The slime. It's just uh, it's normal slime stuff. Mm-hmm. So. The cool thing about this manga that I really liked is it's not a full story. It's a couple of small stories in one. So it was really easy to like kind of read the first one and then put it down and do something else and then come back to it and read another story. Yeah, because this is thick. Mm -hmm. It's pretty long. Yeah. So it's just a few stories. And the stories um, that we're going to go over today are the title story, which is Melting Lover, Bottom of Heaven, The Circus After Midnight, Parts 1 and 2. Noisy Jungle, and then Melting Lover Ever After book exclusive side story. So those are all the stories. I I think I said that we were going to go over all all those, but we're not because there's no way we could make it. Do we have a page count? Uh, Yeah, sure. This bad boy is... No, (laughs) you can't have a page count. There are no page numbers. It's many, many pages. Aurora, go through and count every page. (laughs) Nope, no page count for you guys. But it's pretty, it's pretty thick. I would say that it's at least like 100 to 140 pages would be my guess. It's slightly thicker than like your standard one volume of manga. Yeah. That's like half a dick thick. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we're going to go over... Melting Lover, the title story, because, you know, got to do the title story. Every time you say Melting Lover, I think of that Studio Killer song, Ruin Our Friendship, oh, We Should Jenny. Be Lovers Instead. Oh, yeah. That song's so good. I mean, maybe that song will come into play. We'll see. Now that I think about it, that song kind of makes sense for the story. But yeah, so we're going to go over Melting Lover. We're going to go over the circus after midnight part one, and then I'm going to leave part two out so that whoever wins can have a little... Surprisey surprise. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can buy this on Faku digitally for yeah. a lower price, too. And when you buy the physical, I believe it comes with the digital copy, too. So you could instantly get it oh, if you cool. want to go all out. So, yeah, lots of options. Yeah. Leave you on a little cliffhanger. And if you just can't wait, if you're like me and like I'll start watching a TV show and I'll be like, this is based off a book. And I'll be like, cool. And I will pick the book up right away and read the whole book because I can't wait for the rest of the TV show to come out. That's the only reason I read manga. Like, well, that's how I started. I was like, I can't wait for One Piece. <laughs> for sure. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go over Noisy Jungle, Ooh. which Ooh. which I'm just going to tell you guys right now is my favorite because there's a little bit of a twisty twist in there that I was like, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, so the title page for this manga is in full color, but it's all in black and white. Which you prefer, right? Which I prefer. And uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty traditional is the word I'm going to go with. Lots of 
shading and like fun colors. The censorship in this also is like really funny to me. It's some of my favorite kind of censorship that we'll get because there is sex in here, even though there's not a ton. Um, it's definitely more about plot. What's interesting is there's more background work than is needed. So a oh, lot yeah. of times panels that just show someone uh, who they are, like a bust up, will tend to not have a background because it's it's really not needed in that yeah. scene, but this still has it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just, as you're kind of going through some stuff here, I'm noticing a little bit more background work than is needed, which is a nice touch. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's detailed for sure. We got some sparkles. Yeah, some sparkles, flowers, lots of good... Uh, visual effects Mm -hmm. that are usually more reserved for an anime adaptation so this is Mm -hmm. this is top notch already yeah (laughs) it's yeah there's definitely a ton of work put into this so what we got going on this is our first story melting lover and we right away meet this uh dark-haired character and i think we don't know his name yet Um, We see this dark haired character and he's getting a package at an apartment and our package guy is like, yo, can you sign for this? And he's like, yeah, sure, totally. And then we meet our second character here who gets upset that our first character is accepting a package at the door and just like pushes our delivery guy away and it's like, "Ah, no, sorry. Buying shit off Amazon again. (laughs) But yeah, but then we learn that our main character, his name is Kisaki. He's the blonde in this. And he is the owner of the apartment. Also, I just want to point this panel out right here. Look, he's wearing a mask. This came out much before COVID was a thing. And he's a mask wearer in public. And that's awesome. But yeah, so our delivery guy's like, what the fuck? What's the deal? And then Kisaki scolds him for answering the door. And he's like, I told you not to answer the door. Hold on. You commented that he's responsible because he's wearing a mask. But is he wearing camo? Yeah. What's this jacket? I imagine it being purple camo, too. <laughs> oh, for some great. Reason. I don't so, know yeah, why. Pro mask, but camo jackets, I can't get behind. I feel like it's more like, at least in the context of Japanese fashion, like camo is just seen as like a purely like stylistic thing. Like I'm thinking of a bathing ape. Uh, clothing specifically where they make the camo jackets Mm -hmm. that are based off of like old fighter planes like it's not militaristic at all it's not like weird weird uh, i didn't think he was going to go out into a forest (laughs) and try to kill a deer (laughs) i aware it's fashion i just don't think it's good fashion i'm aware um (laughs) although militarizing slime if this is our slimer Mm -hmm. you know what that's not a bad idea. Militarizing slime. Maybe that's why. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get back. To Ghostbusters it. We'll back. did it. We'll just back. saying. Maybe he's like an airsoft otaku. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so Kisaki scolds our dark haired characters for answering the door. He's like, basically, I told you not to do that. And your punishment is, is you have to spend the next 30 minutes as a block of tofu. Okay. Normal. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Often um, how I discipline an SO. Yeah, you know, block of tofu. You have to be the worst possible thing I can think of. Just a plain ass block of tofu. No sauces, nothing, just tofu. You don't get to be mavodofu. No salt. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. And he gets really, and he's like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, well, that's what you have to do. <laughs> and then our dark haired character starts to morph. And he like, looks like a melting candle like a very fastly melting candle and he just like 
slopes into a block of tofu. Tof time. Yeah, it's like, imagine a candle with hair on top. <laughs> yep. That's going to yep. smell bad when it burns. Much better than anamorphs. <laughs> yep. So now our dark-haired character is a block of tofu, um, and he's just going to sit there and be a block of tofu while our uh, Kisaki gets online and starts, like, trolling Facebook. Some kind of Facebook is what I'm going to guess this is. Legally different book. Some kind of social media that is in his world. So he starts trolling and he's getting creepy, you guys, because he's looking at a restaurant mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, this restaurant is only two stops away from where Senpai works. So you're like, wait a minute. Who is that? And then he's like, oh, he went there with a girl from our class. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And then he's like looking at the photos of him and this girl. And she's even like, I wonder if she uploaded photos of him and finds photos of him on her social media. And it's just like, and then he saves the photo. Okay. So I thought Facebook this was going stalking. to be like playful, like punish your, your SO, but like don't answer the door. I'm stalking on Facebook. Mm -hmm. This guy's seeming like a creep. Maybe he uses the camo to stalk. <laughs> Here's the thing, too, that I'm going to show you guys that I noticed right off the bat. See this picture? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who does that look like? Our boy. Yeah. Our <gasps> Tofu Boy. Did he boy. ask Tofu Boy to look like the dude that he's into? Oh, no. That's oh. creepy. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you telling me there's something wrong with asking your partner to look like someone else? I mean... If they can be a block of tofu, maybe not. <laughs> maybe if they don't have any kind of like shape and they're just a gelatinous thing. But does he want to look like not, him? But, yeah, see, those these are all questions that I asked too. I was like, wait a minute, this has now gotten terrible. Okay, so moving on. Creepy dude saves the photo, even to the point where he, like he's looking at the photos and he's like, oh, he's so cute. Whenever he goes out, he gets orange juice. So <laughs> I get orange juice oh. whenever I go oh, out. This wow. is giving me like really bad vibes. And then he gets the same food from the same restaurant as him, like orders the same food. Yeah, it's it's some creepy, some serious stalker shit. Ugh. And then we get a little bubble over here that says Kisuke, which is our tofu blob asking if the time is up. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. The time is up. You can get out of tofu jail. <laughs> tofu time is over. <laughs> no more tofu time already bothered by this bottom right panel why is that huh so then he's like yeah sure your tofu time is up and he transforms back into a human represented by this foot <laughs> like a footprint mm, so then he's like oh <laughs> tofu oh just mm. slimy footprint oh my gosh. not great that's another that's another content piece for my foot cooking show yep. To tofu you can make oh, no. spicy mabo tofu with tofu <laughs> oh, no. and spicy bean curd that'll be good mm. um so yeah so then our our bro's like getting blushy ooh -woo. so we're starting to feel a certain kind of way that's extra creepy and he's like oh come here and then they like it's a little panel of them potentially making out yeah leaning in mm-hmm leaning in we're getting ready to get some some stuff going on. Oh, I totally forgot to mention 
this hentai, you guys, is all yaoi. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the stories? All of the stories. They're all yaoi. That's awesome. Okay. Which I also thought was awesome because I was like, maybe. And then, no, it's all yaoi. Nothing but like. slime boys. Mm-hmm. Slime boys. Now we're going to go back because now we have a lot of questions. So we don't even get to see the kiss. We just go back in time. Right. It's very like, it's very stylized. It's very romantic, creepy romantic style. Is there any other kind? So yeah, so now we're going to go back in time because we have so many questions, you guys. Why is, why can he turn into tofu? Why is he slime? Why is this guy fucking stalking this other guy that he calls senpai, who's obviously not his senpai because like they go to the same, they're in the same classes together. So it's just all sorts of creepy. So many questions. So we go back, back in time. And it's a typhoon. There's a typhoon happening. There's typhoon warnings. Everybody's supposed to batten down the hatches and, um, you know, get indoors. And um, our bro here finds a sneaky little slimy blob peeking around the corner. Oh, and he was like, oh, what's that? So he touches it and he even says, ah, I shouldn't touch this with my bare hands. It's like a little slime dumpling, just mm-hmm. a small little just droplet. Yeah. Just a little slime ball. But yeah, so he goes back to get gloves. After he's touched it. Cool. After he's touched it. Then he's like, where did this thing come from? What's going on? And then there's a person standing behind him. And it's our dark haired slime boy. And our bro's like, what the heck? And he oh, freaks yeah, out. Oh, yeah, because he thinks it's his quote unquote senpai. Yep. And he's confused. He's like, well, wait, what's going on? And then our our blob man is like, don't be alarmed. I ran away and ended up here. Please let me hide. I'll be killed if I'm caught. So I'll do anything you want. Oh, man. And I'm just going to I'm just going to tell you guys right now. That question never gets answered. They never tell you where the fuck he came from. They don't tell you who's going to kill him. Like, okay, so it's just enough (laughs) to, like, explain why he's so desperate to stay at our at Kisaki's house pro tags house I guess yeah, and why Kisaki wants him to stay inside and not answer the door like because it's it's dangerous for him yeah it's not so abusive a it's bit. it's protective yeah I slime um, alien boyfriend can't be this cute yeah <laughs> um but yeah so then he freaks out because he thinks it's a senpai and he's super confused and then he's like, oh, well, let me show you what else I can do. And then he turns into him. What? Ooh. So now they look the same. Okay. So then he's surprised. And then he's like, okay, you can shapeshift to any, into anything. And then he's like, oh, can you turn into my senpai again? So he does. So there must be some type of psychic link if Slimer started off as I'm sure. slimy yeah. senpai. Yeah, I'm sure like once he touched him, there was like a like an exchange of memories or something. This page is nothing but eye zoom ins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like three panels of our protag and two of the Slimer. And it's just like so much eyes, but so great still. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so dramatic. Like I can see this like totally like I feel like this was a little bit written to become an anime because it feels like storyboarding for animation to me yeah it would translate to anime very well Mm -hmm. so yeah so we've got this like eye exchange where we're we're sweaty and now we're having a realization of like oh cool (laughs) you can be this guy that i think is really hot 
And then he's like, oh, you said you'd do anything. (laughs) He's like, don't worry, I'll let you stay here. But in exchange... And then we get back to the sex. <laughs> Let me suck your dick. So we never saw the yeah. kiss. Now it goes back to current times and it's progressed yep. to to naked time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Naked time, blushing, sexiness. What's this say it again? He says Kisaki. So he's saying his name and it's he's hearing it from his senpai saying his name. And so he's like, oh, say it again. Kisaki. Oh. Neat. And he's like, oh, I love, I like you, senpai. It's so nice. This has a really good way of establishing, like, the things we would think are kind of abusive, like don't open the door or actually protection. But then this, this is, this yeah. is still, just still creepy because he's like, yeah. say it again. Be my precious. It rubs the yeah, lotion on its much. skin. <laughs> yep. But then he's like, oh, you're so cute, senpai, when you're turned on and... There's some like some some tonguing and then we've got this really cute panel the where they're all like wrapped up in each other and it's cute. Little pretzel. I like the contrast between panels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just different depths of grayscale from panel to panel. So it's really easy to read because this manga is a lot more rectangular panels than most hentai. Most manga mm-hmm. in general that I've read tends to have a lot of overlapping panels or more full page displays than this does, mm-hmm. but it makes it easy to read with that contrast. So yeah, so they're doing the dirty and he's, and our blob boy is like, I like you too, Kisaki. And he's like, really? Uh, senpai. Mm. And then he, this is the cum face. He bosses. <laughs> we just get a single ahego eye. <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, uh, yeah, I'm coming. Everything is happening, and we get lots of... <laughs> look at this drool happening. Oh, He's yeah. making his own slime. <laughs> his mouth slime. It's providing DNA in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pretty cute. I think it's it's very well done. Um, and it definitely seems romantic. It seems yeah. like this is... Even though it's pretty creepy, it, this is a more of a romantic rather than, like, we're reading it for sex. Yeah. But yeah, so then he's like, oh, our blob boy's like, oh, did it feel good? And he's like, yeah, but what were you trying to do to me? <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Does Blobber not know about sex? Like, No one's had the talk of, about the slimes like, and the slimes. But okay, okay. He's a blob boy. Okay. So he can change any part of his body, mm-hmm. like, at any time to make it look or feel like or, like, adjust to size. Yeah. So our bro's getting pretty mad about that. And then this, I'm going to read this to you because this is funny. Uh, Kisaki's like, uh, what were you trying to do? And our blonde boy says, well, I used your own a hole as a reference and tried to improve myself accordingly. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) And then this is a hilarious panel because it says artistic rendering too intense for humans. And then it's a car wash. (laughs) yeah so you know i'm sure a lot of people would turn their butthole into a car wash for their significant other i've got questions though did slime boy like test out the the on a hole with his fingers or with his dick together the depth of he probably put his whole body through it (laughs) Yeah, I understand now. I get it. Just a a deep cycle. Mm -hmm. Just took a little tour. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Kisaki's like pretty mad about it. He says, you only need to be senpai when I want you to be. That's our agreement. Don't add random stuff to him. So he gets pretty upset. He likes the the standard model, not uh, senpai yeah. plus. I want authentic senpai ass. <laughs> no way. No way, man. If you can add, if you're a blob boy and you can add, you go ahead, Upgrade. blob boy. You do you. Get some creative twists. But yeah, so we get to the sad part where he's like walking away. And our blob boy is like, Kisaki. And he's like, don't talk to me, you dumb idiot. Go be oh. a blob again or something. Rude. And then he turns into a blob on the bed. Aww. And then he's just sitting there crying, being sad because he was mean to the blob boy. Wait, so our dude is crying because he was mean? Like he's crying about his own actions? I think I think he's crying because like he knows that blob boy is not his senpai. Oh. And that it's like all fake. And like when Blob Boy says like, I love you, it it's not real. Yeah. You know, it's not actually him. Sometimes, you know, if you're Tsundere, sometimes you go a little bit too far and that can be upsetting. Mm-hmm. He's just in like post-coitus Blob sadness. <laughs> yep. So then we have Kisaki. He's like walking around. And then we have an old lady at the door. She's probably some kind of Christian lady going around, passing around stuff. And our blob boy has now turned into a female. Oh. And guess what? What? Blob boy has answered the door again when they've been told not to. But they're a woman now, so it's different. But now they're a woman, so it's different. He's a different person. But we're still in trouble. So Kizuki's like, do you want me to kick you out? I'm tired of hearing you. You're sorry. It's meaningless to me. And he's just being like a total fucking asshole. And then he's like, why are you this woman? And he, she's like, I'm the insurance lady. And like, you told me not to the op- open the door before. And it's just like all this other stuff. And he's just like tofu. <laughs> tofu time. Just and we're back to tofu time. Constant tofu punishment. And Blah Boy's like 30 minutes. And he's like, no, three hours. Oh, man. <gasps> Wow. It's a long tofu time. And he's like, you know, it's hard for me to like compress myself like this. And he's like, tofu doesn't talk. (gasps) (laughs) That's like my new comeback to people. Just be like, tofu doesn't talk. (laughs) Tofu doesn't talk. Tofu time. So, yeah. So now we have something scary happening. Okay, guys, we're getting a little scary. Oh, good. This was too wholesome already. (laughs) (laughs) We've got like some kind of work shirt. And a work hat and some kind of, I think it's like a camera. Oh, it's not a UFO model kit? No. That's what I thought <laughs> it does too. It kind of look like that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a house camera. So it's like security. It's like a security camera is, for your house. Is he going to sneak into Senpai's house and install a camera? Because that's terrifying. I mean, there's so, no good implication of this camera. Whether it's in Senpai's house or his own. I don't like this. So he's like, I ended up buying all this stuff on Impulse. So Senpai's going home to meet his parents today. He's never once to return the same day. I've totally memorized my plan of attack. (gasps) This is some... And then he puts on... Killing stalking shit. Yeah, it's getting dark. Okay. So he puts on his little outfit... He's like, Kisaki says, I want him. 
And Senpai's name is actually Kobayashi. Mm. He has actually confessed his love to Kobayashi before. Oh. Kobayashi's like, I'm I'm not gay, basically, is what the thing happened. But he was like respectful about it. He's just like, I'm I'm not into men. Like, sorry. Artistically, the panels are darker right now, too. Yeah. It's a sad memory. Well, well, not just the memory, but even like the the uniform is taking up most of the panel. So it's a it's darker than like the light panels we just saw. Mm-hmm. We see our, our pro tag like in the shaded panel, just kind of darker panels, both in the sense that it's like unfortunate memory time, as well as our dudes doing creepy stuff. Yeah. So he says, even after he turned me down, I still love him so much. I don't need anything in, re- in return. It's pure love. So I ought to be forgiven for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't understand. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Just He's saving take, the slime. Just take no and be okay with that. So we're going to install the cameras at the house. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. So we got all this stuff going on. And then guess who we see? Insurance lady. Insurance, Insurance lady. lady. But yeah. And Kisaki's like, is he stupid? What is he doing here? Oh, no. He's like, he's in danger. If he gets captured, does he have a death wish? And then we hear, hey, Rico, what? And then guess what? Kobayashi. Oh, okay. So, like, everything's going wrong. Everything's not going right. That's for sure. So, Kobayashi shows up. And he's like, uh, what? And he's like, oh. Kobayashi's like, what are you doing here? Oh, wow. It's really you. Uh, what you doing here, huh? that's my line you startled me when you called my name and it's like oh this is where i attended college oh but judging by that outfit you must have found a job right because they went to school together Mm -hmm. and he thinks he's like oh you're in uniform so you must have a job he's like oh do you live around here like what's going on and like the plan is completely falling apart because now he's caught and he's just like oh this is totally normal i'm talking to senpai again it's like back in high school why senpai in my dreams i have i've seen this countless times but what's this feeling and then there's a lady lady with a baby (gasps) oh and kobayashi's like this is my wife (gasps) and my child he's straight and married (laughs) Mm -hmm. and had a baby oh no kobayashi worst thing your obsession can do (laughs) Have a baby. <laughs> yeah, start a family without you. Yeah, so our guy's like, uh, my break's almost over. I have to go. On this page, he's like, do you remember what happened? And this is kind of like a flashback of when he confessed his love. And Kobayashi's like, what's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. And then... Oh. Kobayashi 2 shows up. And he's like... Is that me? (laughs) And it gets all kind of confusing. Great choice for Slimer to just go out and about. Yep. So he grabs Kisaki and he's like, let's go home. We're leaving. And Kisaki is like devastated about the baby situation. I love how it just flosses over the whole twinning situation. Dude sees himself. That's it. I mean, if you see your doppelganger, like it's a little weird, but like you just got to be cool about it. I Yes. Like, if I saw someone who looked like me, I wouldn't make a scene. But if I saw someone who was like my doppelganger exactly steal away the person I'm talking to who has already confessed their <laughs> love to me, I think I would put some pieces together. There can be mm-hmm. only one. 
Yeah. I think I'd make my Twitter private at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. So anyway, they end up in this park and Kisaki's like, I'm going to just pretend that never happened with Senpai. Our blob boy's like, Kisaki, what's going on? And he's like, oh, Senpai, you look so cute that way. Guess what? Blob boy grows some gonads and is like, you know what? My name is Riku. I'm not your senpai. Stop calling me that. (gasps) I'm me and I'm not. Our invertebrate gets a spine. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then Kisaki tries to be mean and he's like, I know that you're a blob. Why are we beating around the bush? Right. And our blob boy's like, you know what? I like, sure, I'm a blob and you probably hate blobs, but like, I want to be by your side because I love you. But since you love senpai, my only option is to be senpai. So like, this is fucked up. Oh, no. Yeah. So we're having we're having a discussion now and everything is really sad. We're figuring things out. Because at this point, I didn't think Blobber like even loved our our dude. Same. Yeah, he's into him. He's into him big time. So then our blob boy is like, it's always been super frustrating for me. And then Kisaki's like, so you're jealous? And he's like, well, I might be. And then they have an embrace. And Kisaki's like, you're such a puzzling creature, which, you know, duh, he's a blob. I want to mention it's like the type of embrace where our blob started the hug and Kisaki is like thinking and then reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, you know what? He's right. I guess I was pretty sad. And he's like, you can say some pretty cute things sometimes. I really did love Senpai, but it's okay if you're a blob. (laughs) And he's like, are you sure? And I don't love Senpai anymore. And then they have this. This is one of my favorite pages of all time. He's like, be yourself, blob. (laughs) And they start (laughs) making out in the park. Yeah, it's like... He's just wearing a blob helmet. The shape of slime. I don't think it's illustrated here, but I can just imagine his tongue is just like wiggling around in in blob town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and jelly just so bizarre. Like when you're trying to lick jello out of a jello cup. Yeah, or taking a jello shot. This would be a great cosplay. Yes. It would be a great cosplay. But yeah, and then he's like, oh, ho, ho, I just realized you haven't finished your three hours of punishment. Okay, so... I mean, flossing over the fact that he was like, oh, I saw he has a baby. I'm not in love with him anymore. Um, other than that, this ending got cute, fixed a lot of the problems in their relationship. Um, I have a feeling more will come up because our dude isn't the best at processing emotions. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, not at all. But uh, maybe slime will help him grow, you know? Yeah. I mean, doesn't slime help us all grow? It's true. So I just want to show you guys this next. So this is the next story. It's called Bottom of Heaven, which we're not going to cover. I'm just going to kind of mention it. It's about an assassin who had sex and something really bad happened. The condom broke. So he no longer has sex. Like somebody died. Oh, because they had sex. And so now he no longer has sex. That's the opposite of the condom breaking. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he has an angel who uh follows him around and like liberates the souls to heaven that he kills. Um and then of course the angel and the assassin are, fall in love. Are we talking like ninja assassin? No, he's just like a regular like um 
he's just like a regular dude that uh, I think it's the he works for the Yakuza. Oh, OK. Um, and he just like gets a call and then they're like, go kill this person. And he's like, OK, cool. Um, <laughs> but he's like real sad about it. Uh, yeah. So that's that story. And then we get to <gasps> Wolf Boys. Look at those ears. <gasps> I want to pet them. I know, right? Those ears look fluffy. Cake and her puppies. Mm-hmm. I love dogs. I love that the transition pages are just solid black with white splatter. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of the front. So we've got some. Some space cum. <laughs> yep. Some space cum space all jizz. over this book. Um, so this is. The Circus After Midnight Part 1. And Part 1 is not that interesting. So we're going to go pretty fast on Part 1. So basically what's happening is uh, this guy who is praying at a church. His entire family dies in some mysterious way that they don't tell you. And he wants to die. Like he desires. He's contemplating suicide. And his way to kind of get out of that slump is to join the circus. As you do. Okay. This is a lot for a yeah. plot. Yeah. No, it's actually, this this story is pretty sad. So y'all buckle up. Our protagonist's name is Luke. And we have the ringmaster who everybody calls father or papa or daddy. Like he's the, he's the male figure for everybody it's at deadly. the circus. Okay. Yeah, I thought you said deadly for a moment. I was like, yeah, no. that's what I usually call a ringmaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's the daddy of everything. And Papa Ringmaster takes in Luke because he doesn't have any family. So he's like, you know what? Come join the circus. We'll be your family. And it's like really sweet. And everybody's like really happy. And he's like, OK, I'm cool with this. Like, I'm, I can do this. And he's like, oh, but like there are a lot of family members in the circus. So you have to share a room. And he's like, oh, OK, I'll, I'll share a room. I'm just so scared because, you know, the join the family of a circus. That's a played out story. Mm-hmm. But there's two ways it can always go. Either, oh, shit, I'm part of this abusive circus or, oh, I'm part of the circus and it's great. Which way do you think this one's going to go? Going great as oh. showman. Yeah, I think it's going to go south. OK. Oh, I think it's going to go good. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So. Uh, guess what y'all we get to share a bedroom with this motherfucker his name is Jan and he's the animal tamer I'm sure he tames other things Mm -hmm. he could tame my animals any day old Jan so yeah and I also want to point out that like although these characters do look pretty similar they also look really different if you go back to like so like here's Kisaki and his kind of more boyish face. And then we've got Jan, who's more manly, but he doesn't have a beard. So they don't take that like. They're not relying on like very obvious ways to distinguish characters like glasses or a scar or facial hair. Mm-hmm. This illustrator doesn't have same face syndrome. They're able to make characters look similar without them being confused, which can be really hard as an really artist. Hard. Yeah. So. We're staying in a bedroom with Jan, who is the animal trainer, but he doesn't actually sleep in the bedroom ever um, because he prefers to sleep with the animals because he's an animal trainer. So Luke basically gets a bedroom to himself. So Jan's just like a horse girl, but for circus animals. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) And also, this is an important panel to show you. This one. This little bracelet. Okay. Got some 
different kind of claws and teeth. Shoot, have I ever seen a important item establishing shot in a hentai? I don't think so. Well, no, there was that one where you showed the establishing shot of the girl pulling the knife out from under the pillow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But this doesn't have any body parts in it. It's just nope. the bracelet on a table. So I'd still say it's a first. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jan is our classic, like, strong, quiet type. Stoic. Who's just like, you know, I'm doing whatever. So Daddy Ringmaster is like, hey, so no one works at the circus for free. So you got to do something. And he's like, ah, and Luke's like, ah, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to do anything. And he's, and, and daddy ringmaster's like, we're going to make you a dancer. And he's like, I don't have any dance training. And daddy ringmaster's like, that's fine. I know somebody who can train you how to dance. So now we're going to go into really hard dance practice. Just a montage of learning the Dougie. <laughs> yeah, basically. This becomes sports, sports manga, but with dance. I love this little, like, chibi. Aww. Like, eh, dancing so hard. <laughs> He's going to be so ready for TikTok dances after this. Hit or mess. <laughs> He's going to do the floss mm-hmm. straight out of Fortnite. <laughs> Our dance teacher's like, hey, it's looking pretty grim. You really need the practice. And he's like, okay. Can't I just do something else? And Daddy Ringmaster's like, you know, don't be so cheeky. Believe in yourself. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Like, the circus has a lot of mundane tasks that need to be done. Popcorn like Popcorn seller, animal cleaner upper. Yeah, yeah. There's so many just like things that just require a little bit of knowledge and training and just the dedication to get through it during the day. Yeah. Than just being a dancer. Yeah. It's weird that it's like, well, you suck at everything. So we're going to force you into a talent yeah, role. He can't be a ticket puncher. Yeah. It's a little suspicious. Well, he's probably think? going to get his ticket punched later. Yeah. So can't be too on the nose. <laughs> Yeah, let me just read this. Daddy Ringmaster says, flexibility is the most important part of the circus. Oh, geez. True words. But yeah, so he's like, cool, follow Carlo's instructions and like, you'll be fine. Carlo's like an awesome dance instructor, so it's going to be okay. So Luke is done with his dance instructing for the day. And guess what? Bracelet. We find the bracelet on the ground. (gasps) That's not where bracelets should be. (laughs) Nope. So he picks up the bracelet. And he goes to the animal. Aminals. Is this a wolf? Yeah, so there's a wolf. That is not a circus animal. There's a tiger. I think any animal is really a circus animal if you try I, hard enough. I guess, yeah. Um, there's some other animals that come up later, too. But we see Yawn, like, crouched in the corner <gasps> on a crate. Is this like an Inuyasha, like, necklace situation? Like, you know. That would be so cute. Yeah. But Sit no, boy. I wish, but no. I, I love the implications of ending this page with Jan in the corner because it's like, is he crying or masturbating? <laughs> and that might both. just be because we read too much hentai, but... It's both. It could be both. It's true. That's how it goes for but me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Luke is like, Jan, what are you doing? Like, are you okay? You dropped your bracelet. I'm bringing it back to you. And he's like, cool, just like leave it over there. And he's like, oh, are you feeling sick? And Jan's like, uh... No, I don't need anything. Just go away. This glare from Yon. That's a mean look. Yeah, it is a very mean look. He's like, piercing. So we leave the bracelet on the thing and we go back to the room. And we're sleeping. Multiple sleeping panels. (laughs) He's sleeping Mm -hmm. a lot. Three times. Yep, so much sleeping. 
And then we hear Jan say, sorry about what I said before. And he's like, ah, Jan, I'm so excited that you're here. So Jan has come to apologize for being a jerk about the bracelet. Because like, you know, Luke just wanted to return the bracelet. He was being kind. We already love Jan more than our last characters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jan said something kind of mean when he was emotional and is already apologizing Mm -hmm. for it. Yep. We stand. But yeah, so he's like, let me explain to you what's going on. And he's like, so earlier, Jessica cut her finger practicing knife stuff because that's what you do in the circus. And he says, I'm really bad, bad around blood. It makes me squeamish. Like even when I feed the animals, I make sure the meat is like super well drained. So there's no blood. I don't like it. It makes me feel ill. And Luke is like, you know what, Jan? That's totally cool. It's totally fine. And he's like you know what, Luke, I try to isolate myself and like I've grown up alone and I've been by myself forever and I'm so happy that I'm a part of the circus and I'm going to start opening up to you for some reason unknown. (laughs) Maybe because he was mean to him. I don't know. I mean, they have to share a room. They might as well become friends. Yeah. So he decides that he's going to sleep in the room tonight. We get a little sexy yawn off the shirt panel here. That's a good back. It's a little bit of a preview. We don't get to see good back shots very often. Yawn has always lived in a poor family and he's always like had to work really, really hard. So he was like up super late, up super early also. So he's never really had an experience of like sleeping with another person. So he's excited that uh, Luke is here to share a room with. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to be chatty and be like, hey, why'd you become an animal trainer? Were your parents animal trainers, too? How do you command the animals? That tiger, what's his name again? I don't think you told me. What's the name? And Jan's just like, yo, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But like, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm being super annoying. He's like, it's okay, I don't mind. Especially because like animals don't talk. So this is a lot more engagement than Jan is used to, I imagine. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, of course, Luke gets a little self-conscious and he's like, are you sure you don't mind me being here? And Jan's like, I'm sure. And he's like, oh, thanks. And then he's like, oh, will you sleep here tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, too? And then he's like, you're asking me another question. And he's like, oh, well, then you will you answer it tomorrow? Like being kind of cheeky. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I really want you to stay here again. So so Luke's a little too excitable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, his entire family died in a mysterious accident that we're unsure of. (laughs) Forgot about that. Forgot about the immense trauma. Yeah, he's just trying to make some connections. You Um, know, as someone with like borderline personality disorder, I can kind of relate to Luke in a lot of these panels. (laughs) Yeah. The next day, we're back at dance practice. Okay. And Luke is talking about how Jan was like, oh, um, Jan doesn't want me to do any dangerous stuff. He doesn't want me to be an acrobat. He doesn't want me to be a knife thrower because he doesn't want me to do anything dangerous because he doesn't like blood. And the ringmaster is like, hmm, I didn't realize that guy could like joke around. Um, And he's really warming up, warming up to you. This is such a creepy panel to me because it's our dance instructor, Carlo, with his giant beard. And like manly eyebrows. And he says, Papa. Oh, because he's talking to the ringmaster because everybody calls the ringmaster like Papa or father or daddy. And it's just like this is particularly creepy to me. Yeah, it just for some reason doesn't look like the rest of the manga. Yeah, like it looks very out of place. It stands out. It it reminds Mm -hmm. me like almost of that picture of that dude everyone sees in their dreams. Yeah, 
even though yeah. like he doesn't look like that but there's just that presence like the babadook th- this panel on its own oh gosh it's it's oh, pretty yes. babadook <laughs> it's very babadook <laughs> um but yeah so then uh daddy ringmaster is like hey let's get you fitted for a costume tomorrow because you're doing so much better in dancing and he's like oh sweet i'm so excited and then there's a crash oh no the dangers of dancing and then someone's like not doing so hot and there's blood <gasps> oh no a murder most mm-hmm. foul and they're like oh someone call the doctor quick and they're like oh no it's fine it's just like a flesh wound whatever but we've got our blood shot and then we've got yawn running away because he hates blood right mm-hmm. but luke of course follows him to his animal area and we get some Gurring faces and some long fingernails. <gasps> He's a werewolf. Oh. And then Luke is like, Yawn. And Yawn is like, Stay away. <laughs> Yawn doesn't Stay have away, a Luke. problem with blood. And then you get some real <gasps> ears. The problem is Yawn. Yep. It's getting cute, y'all. And he's like, no, Luke, stay away. And then we get teeth. Ooh, a lot of sharp transforming. Teeth. Mm-hmm. And then we get some big panels of like some ears, some shadowiness, our long fingernails, mm-hmm. all of yeah. it put together. It's dragging out this transformation, but in a very tasteful way. And then we get adorable Luke saying, I'm not scared of you. Because Luke has now seen the full transformation. We haven't been able to see it yet. But we do get an eye. It's just kind of been suggested. So now we have this full transformation and he's just like, I'm, I'll keep your secret. I won't tell anyone, I promise. And Jan's like, please don't tell father. Like, he'll kick me out. And then Luke's like, just don't think about running away now that somebody knows. Also, also, when would a circus ringleader ever kick out a werewolf? Like, I know. A real life werewolf. Yeah. This is like real. the stuff that sideshows are like made of. Like, no more right. like fake mm-hmm. mermaid or, you know, this or that. You got a real genuine werewolf. Yeah. So he's lived for a long time by himself. And he used to be able to, you know, go about the world unnoticed. But now and at the age of like social media and like all that kind of stuff. Now he has a hard time. And that's why he joined the circus, because he can kind of hide in the circus. Mm. And Luke is like, you know what? If anything happens, I'll save you because we're BFFs. I'm having a hard time imagining like a werewolf with a Twitter. I just kept keep thinking about like dog with a blog. (laughs) Just accidentally (laughs) seeing a blood pic and transforming. (laughs) (laughs) At least Twitter lets you block words, you know, but Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So then we find out Luke is a little bitch, but it's fine. And Luke tells all the little girls in the circus that Yawn is a werewolf. Oh, great going, Luke. Can't keep a secret. Yeah. But he's like, you know what? Nobody cares. Everyone still really likes you. And we all still love you. And we think you're great. So have some treats. Yawn is just the, the Scooby-Doo of our story now. Yeah, basically. And it's Luke fine. is our it's shaggy. It's fine that you're a werewolf. And Carlos is looming. <laughs> Carlo, our boy Carlo is like, Rasputin, Luke, it's time. Rasputin. <laughs> oh, it's Carlo. I'm my bad. Yeah, Carlo. I'm sorry. He's like, and look, he's, he even has a bolo tie. What is that? The sexiest tie. Like, I like the design, but there is. It's so creepy. It's such a creepy. <laughs> it's just because he's like, he, he stands out so much compared yeah. to everyone. 
He's got like dead eyes. <laughs> yeah. He's Rasputin. He has to teach someone how to dance. I imagine that gets tiring. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yo, it's time for your fitting. And then we get this really dramatic eye shot and then a slam and then a huh? Prediction. His costume's going to be really slutty. Yeah, kind of. So this is where it starts to get a little confusing and a little bit of a trigger warning. There's about to be a rape scene. Oh, no. Yeah. So Luke comes into the room and he's like, huh, father, what's going on? And then instantly there's creepy stash (sighs) and then some some hands and some big eyeballs. And then we get some tearing of clothes and it's very traumatic. Like, these faces are, like, haunting. That's really, yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Much more expressive than we're used to. Oh, yeah. Also, again, just remember, he doesn't have anywhere else to go in life. His family died, and now this is happening. Oh, no. And this is supposed to be his family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget how sad some of this has been, because we've gone through a werewolf and radical dance lessons. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's been fun until now. Yeah. (laughs) So Luke calls out to Jan to save him. Oh. But Jan's just like hanging out, having some. I mean, this is not Jan's fault by any means, but like because he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, Jan's not like in the corner. No. And Jan doesn't have his puppy ears. There's no way he can hear this. And this panel is so haunting to me and so terrible because we've got this like extra manly hand yeah it's pretty terrible yeah it's luke like from top down as we see the ringleader's hand like off to the side of his head yeah and he's like kind of got some tears going on yeah it's pretty yucky um but yeah so that's part one and we jump right into part two if we learned anything from moonlit exhibition like werewolves hate rapists so this will this will end better oh yeah Oh, yeah. Out of all monster folks, I'm pretty sure werewolves hate rapists the most. Yes, I agree Mm -hmm. with that. So then we come into these really interesting pages. Wow. Those are really artistic. Lots of different angles, different content, so much ink work in Mm -hmm. some of this. It's all just different establishing circus shots like crowds, the tent. The crowd in a tent, the ringleader, a tiger. And what's happening here is the ringmaster is introducing Luke in his debut night as a dancer. And here's Luke, very girly dressed up. Well, traditionally feminine, I would say dressed up, which is also kind of messed up because Luke is a somewhat feminine character, but like. Um, he does, you know, wear pants. He likes to wear pants and he likes to dress as, you know, the traditional masculine sense. And now the ringmaster is forcing him to dress overly feminine for his dance stuff. So it's just like another way to like degrade somebody and force them to do something that they don't want to. And kind of, you know, just kind of keep power over them, which is like super yucky. Yeah, especially because... That's the only way they can, like, afford their living situation now is to Mm -hmm. be publicly degraded. Yeah. And also, I just want to say this clown. I love this. Look at that clown shot. That's a cool clown. I love that clown shot. Is that a clown blowing fire? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Okay. Clown of many talents. So we introduce Luke for the first time at the circus. And then something sad happens. One of the tigers die. Oh, Yeah, and Jan's like, dang, 
the tiger was fine the other day and the ringmaster's like, uh, you know, whatever it happens. And he's just kind of cold about it. He's like, we're going to send the body off to have the pelt taken off to give to the mayor as a gift so that like we can stay here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So our ringmaster is not super nice. This guy sucks. And because Jan wants to do like a traditional burial. Yeah. And the ringmaster's like, we can't do that. You understand that we have to give this fancy tiger pelt to the mayor so that we can stay here. It's like, oh, we could bury him. But then, like, you have to uproot the entire family. I mean, do I don't want that. I don't know about circus economy, but I imagine it's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I imagine oh, like yeah. just letting a dead body of an expensive animal like a tiger just be buried isn't an easy like thing just to Choice. do. Yeah. But... No. <laughs> It just seems so nonchalant for for this ringleader, which we already don't like. (laughs) Yeah. So then Luke wants to talk to Jan, but Jan's not in the mood because his tiger just died. Yeah. Obviously. So we've got some sad things. Both characters now are feeling a certain way about something and they're not connecting anymore. And then we get this. Carlo and (laughs) And our ringleader. This. Oh. So we know something sad is about to happen. Yeah, just, gosh, Luke, like, I didn't think Luke could look sadder, but he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And look, here he is in his circus uniform, being sad, doing his circus dancing. And the outfit involves, like, um a veil mm-hmm. and loose but short sleeve like, clothing, to get a sense of it, it's it's not something I would necessarily associate with, like, circus dancing. Yeah, me either. It's a huge bummer. But yeah, but Jan's like, hey, uh, you did a really good job today. And then he's like, oh, are you a- angry with me? And he's like, huh, why do you ask? And he's just like, oh, you just look sad. Did something happen? And Luke's like, um, you know, no, it's totally fine. And he's like, oh, and then Jan's like, hey, if there was something wrong, you would tell me, right? And he's like, yeah, totally. And, you know, just kind of that, like, guilt that is dumb that people feel when they're being treated a certain way. And then Jan gets, like, a sniff because he's a werewolf, so he's got a heightened scent. And he says, huh, I could have sworn that scent was father's scent. That's not a sentence I was ready for. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that's happening. And then Ringmaster's like, oh, hey, Luke, come to my tent. I have a present for you. And the daddy Ringmaster gives him a comb, like a hair comb. And is like, oh, you should totally wear this when you dance. And we're going to do things in my room because that's that's what we do. But they don't show they don't show any of that kind of explicit content again. It was just like the one and done. And then it's just like suggested from then on. And then Jan's like, man, Luke's been like acting like really weird, like overly moody. Like what happened? And he's just like, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear it. And he's just like, father, he's like, the ringmaster is not who you think he is. And he's like, wow, I have never heard you call him just the ringmaster. Everyone calls him father or papa or whatever. And Luke tells Jan, he's like, I don't want you to call him that anymore. Like you shouldn't call him that. And he's like, oh, you can't. You can't badmouth father because like he's given me everything that I've ever needed and lived for and like a family and everything. And Luke is like seriously hurt. Man. And then we go to these other yucky pictures where we have like someone on their hands and knees and then the bun 
with the comb being put together. And then also at the top of that that page, there is a, a floor shot, which has been throughout several of these. There has been this just shot of that's that's the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a interesting angle, but it's one that seems to be something that this artist uses instead of just an empty panel yeah. with just text. They just use a, a floor shot to really show more of a mood. Yeah. Much better of a choice than a, a empty panel, I think. Yeah. And um, we get all these yucky things where the ringmaster saying, that's good, Luke. You're getting much oh. better. <sighs> so then Luke has is, you know, feeling pretty defeated, sees the comb, cuts all of his hair off. Oh, and then gets in trouble because he cuts all of his hair off because I guess their goal is to make him look super feminine. And that's like what the ringmaster wants of him. And he's like, how dare you like put the family's finances in danger by doing this? Like, you'll never dance again until your hair grows back. And then he gets a beating for cutting his hair off. So then he comes back to the room and Jan's like, oh, I smell blood. And he's like, what's happening And he's like, judging by that scent, I also smell father. So what happened to you? Luke's like, hey, Jan. Basically, what he says is he's like, I want you to fuck me because like, that's how I know that people tell each other that they love each other. Oh, man. And he like takes off all his clothes and he's like all beat up. Bruises, cuts, just. It's very sad. And Jan's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And Luke's like, no, I I need you to say I need you to do this. I need you to save me by doing this to like teach me like this is what love is. And Luke's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then he he turns into a werewolf and then and then leaves. Because he's like, this isn't right. It's not the right thing to do. Yeah. And Jan has no clue what's going on. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. all, All he's been told is the ringleader who has provided for him for so long and given him such a better life than he probably thought he could have as a werewolf Mm -hmm. so like Jan being so opposing to all this is like completely understandable Mm -hmm. this is very deep (laughs) it is so deep i was not expecting this especially after the last two were kind of more the last two stories were kind of more more lighthearted. yeah and then it gets super dark so then uh, Jan like flees from Luke and like goes to his pen area with all the other animals. And he's doing his the next day. He's doing his circus act. Right. And then Jan's like, what's that? I smell blood. And then we have like a foot dripping with blood. And Jan turns into a vamp or not a vampire <laughs> a werewolf. And it's Luke has cut himself to expose Jan because Luke is mad at Jan for not having sex with him because he because Luke doesn't think that Jan loves him. Oh, no. The way that. Yeah. So there's just all kinds of emotions like going on. And it's very sad. It's it's a lot of like proper acting out and like our protagonist making poor choices is like really in character for them and the situation. Yeah. It's very understandable of motives. Mm-hmm. So then we get some conclusion here. It's going to get better. You guys, I promise. Oh, so gosh. Luke and Jan run away and they go to the church, which I love because what's about to happen. Also, that's where our story started. It is where our story mm-hmm. started. So we're going back to the church. So Luke and Jan run or Luke runs back to the church and Jan chases after him. And Luke is basically saying, I'm sorry that I did that. I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. And Jan's like, no, it's totally understandable because 
you're my best friend and I love you. And like, I treated you badly by not understanding what you were talking about when you were telling me that the ringmaster was doing all these bad things to you. So he's like, I treated you badly first and you were just acting out and I forgive you. And then they're like, what? Luke's like, what? Is this what love is supposed to be? Yes. Precious child. Yes. So they're like, we forgive each other. It's pretty adorable. Also, well, there's this really sad picture here, too, where there's a bite mark. And this is from the ringmaster from when he got beat up by the by the ringmaster. Oh, and forcibly. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke's like, I did this because I thought you abandoned me because you wouldn't sleep with me. And they're like, no, I wish I could go back to that day so that I can love you in my own way and like treat you right and like run away with you and get you away from this situation. And then guess what? We get insect. See, we're taking our clothes off as a wolf boy. <gasps> Werewolf sex. What I love about the start of this sexy times is it starts off with a top down shot, which has been used already as like um, an emotionally sad spot. Yeah. But now we have a body part in there. It changes the tone. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how this like top down view with very little in it has been used to show off the bracelet, to show off emptiness, and now to show off the start of like a sexual encounter that's also filled with love. Like something new. It's this repetition of style for different emotions. It's really great. So then we've got our cute little wolf boy doing some biting. <gasps> the tail. Oh my gosh, the tail! The <laughs> tail's so cute! Love it. <sighs> it's so adorable. But yeah, and even Luke's like, oh, you're so cute, like a dog. And Jan's like lapping at him and licking him. And he's like, ooh, if, I, if we keep going, I really won't be able to stop myself. And he's like, ooh, I don't want you to stop yourself. Like, you just, you just keep doing your thing. And then we've got twisted bodies here, mm-hmm. all kind of, you know, pretzeled. Yeah, they're trying to recreate the the Petco logo with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, honestly, I've always wanted to love you like this forever, Luke. And he's like, oh, me too. And then he's like, I always wanted to touch you. And this is my favorite part. It says, don't play with my ears. You gotta. <laughs> but yeah, and then they wake up next to each other. This is in the future. Very cute. They get to wake up next to each other and they're super happy. And he's like, I've never seen the sun so radiant. And he's like, ah, oh, me either. And then it's a happily ever after where they say good morning to each other. And it's really cute. I love it. That was adorable. And, and to touch on it, I've never seen a depiction of a werewolf where their trigger was blood. I mean, yeah, I've seen other things. Like, that's a pretty common vampire thing. Mm-hmm. But not a super common werewolf thing, that's for sure. Werewolf, it's usually like more like when you're angry or like intense emotions. Unless maybe he actually is disturbed by blood and it's not the blood that transforms him. It's the emotion of seeing blood. Yeah. Maybe we're we're making too many leaps of transformation. <laughs> me, me just losing it when I see something really cute and transforming into a werewolf. Yep, that cute, that cute aggression. Mm-hmm. He might see like a really like tainted meme and like transform. <laughs> you mean peanut butter jellyfoot? Oh no, cake. 
Okay. In the beginning of this, I said that we weren't going to go over that. But then when I went over the first part, I was like, uh, this is too dark to leave it off on that yeah. note. So yeah. we're going to go over this. Good part. choice. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for continuing. Sorry. Also, I feel like this is in the middle of the book for the sake of like, well, you've masturbated. Now you can like take a break to recompose yourself <laughs> and go through a whole whirlwind of emotions. Mm-hmm. So that was just a little taste of the manga that I chose for giveaway month called Melting Lover by Bakuru Yamada. And I loved this. Whoever wins this is going to love this. Maybe if you win it, you can read it. We can talk about it on the Discord if you guys want to join our Discord. Um, And I just thought this was like, it was excellent writing. The art is really good. It was just like a great, it was a great manga. There was, you know, some sex. There was a lot of feelings and emotions and confusion going on. Which I think is just makes for good romantic content in general. But this is not my typical stuff that I bring that's pretty wild. So, so yeah, that's Melting Lover. Last thing I want to mention, because we never did, all the onomatopoeia are translated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. I honestly didn't even know that until you just said that. Yeah. Interesting touch that you don't see. So you see less, no, no genitals in this but translated on a monopia. So, you know. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot of, it's a lot more suggested sexual intercourse than it is visual sexual intercourse, which I like. Yeah. Leaves a little bit to the imagination. Can be part of the course for like, yaoi boys love stuff too. It's about the emotions. And yeah, there are ones that are about the sex too, but this is. And there are people that have certain preferences where yaoi might be a bit of a turnoff for them. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you can read this without some of that content and still enjoy it for like its story and different things. So it can appeal to a more mass audience in certain ways. Definitely. No, it was great. Um, thank you again, Faku, for giving us this stuff. It's a huge opportunity that we can share with you guys mm-hmm. too. And that's just so awesome. If any of you out there listening want to win this manga, Melting Lover, the last day to enter is January 24th. So get out there. It's in the show notes. Go sign up. You can enter every day. There's a discreet way to do it. So, you know, we want you to enter, y'all. We want to give you this for free. So come on. With tons of other prizes, which we will be announcing more prizes in the, the grand winning package Every week. So next mm-hmm. week, we're going to tell you something else you'll win. Yay. Yay. Happy nim- two-year anniversary. Yes. Yes. And as always, good luck on your erotic endeavors. Bye. A lot of people would turn their butthole into a car wash for their significant other.